Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the first and hopefully last 2020 WED Oscars. Coming to you live from a hot tub in the middle of the Devil's Dance Floor, I'm your host for the night, Sophie. And coming to you live from a bog in the middle of a forest enchanted by a slime traveler, that's a wizard who travels through time using slime. I'm your other host, Caitlin. Yes, Caitlin, and... Wow, the wet Oscars. Much like the real Oscars, it's a chance to celebrate the excellence and achievement in cinema, but better than the real Oscars because our wet academy honors the wettest, slimiest, and grimiest moments in Hollywood using a metric that is even more arbitrary and nonsensical than the real Oscars. <laughs> But Caitlin, before we get started, let's let's appreciate the amazing live audience we have tonight in the Wet Dolby Theater. Tonight, oh. wow, we are joined by some of the biggest stars in wet, enter wet entertainment. Yes, here tonight, nominated for Best Wet Villain in The Polar Express is America's Demon Nightmare Man, Tom Hanks. Yeah, and sitting next to him is another amazing nominee, Deacon Frost, uh, who has, in fact, just ripped out Tom Hanks' yep. jugular and yeah, is spraying the cast of my Wild Mountain Time with his throat blood. Uh, Deacon, we talked about this. Yeah, it's fine to kill him. Just save some Hanks' blood for Scrappy-Doo, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, and vomiting bile in the corner over there, we have the one and only Mark Summers, everyone. Yes, the inventor of green Nickelodeon slime himself is here. And, oh, oh. look at Salacious B. Crumb is holding back his hair while he vomits. You know, I am so glad those two have worked it out and are still a team. They're yeah. still together. Yeah, still together after all these years. And, uh, folks, if you look in the balcony, we have the blessed and yet still cursed Big Dick Richie. He is gyrating. He is throwing Cheetos everywhere. Oh, oh, and look, Grundle from Thumbelina is throwing animated gems at him. Oh, Oof, goodness. Get it, Grundle. Oh. And, oh, I, and I am so excited about this tonight. In the back, we also have the court proceedings of a 1970s divorce occurring. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, that is a, a child crying into a shag rug while their parents scream at each other over the Bee Gees. Oh, that, that is what you're saying. Could hearing. only yes. happen tonight. Hollywood magic. Yes. Oh, and right next to them, wow. All the way from High Garden, we have the multi-page food descriptions from the Song and I Song of Ice and Fire series. Wow, I love to see some dripping gamey hens and mm. frothy mead tankers just show up at an event of this caliber. Mm, you love to see it, oh. and you know. Uh, even though we've asked everyone here to ignore any and all CDC guidelines around COVID-19 yeah, tonight. on principle. Yep. Yes, uh, we insisted. Uh, someone in our audience is wearing a mask. Uh, the winter soldier, everyone. Wow. Yes, Bucky Barnes is six feet away from everyone, but somehow is having sexual tension with literally everyone he makes eye contact with, including myself. Hi. I trying to be a professional, but I'm also not immune. And, uh, Caitlin, one of the biggest stars we have tonight, 
the star of X-Men, Lord of the Rings, and James Bond, oh at God. least on Earth 2, is yeah. Do Grace God, everyone. Oh, my wow. God. Yes. Oh, wow. And actually, uh, if we zoom into his lymphatic system, we can see that, oh, my God, Osmosis <gasps> oh, Jones wow. is here, everyone. He's here inside of Do Gray Scott, Osmosis Jones. Wow. This is a huge upgrade from Bill Murray, I have to say, especially on Earth 2. <laughs> especially on Earth 2. Well, I am so excited. This is going to be such an exciting night, Caitlin. And we just have the best of the best, the wettest of the wet. Yes, the truly most soaking wet experience tonight. Yes, this this will be an award show to remember. All right, folks, let's cut the bullshit and get right to our first category. Sometimes there's a performance by a male in a movie who's not cast as the leading role. And these men are supporting actors. So true. So true. Sometimes they have performances that are really fucking good. So tonight, we honor these men. (laughs) Here are the nominees for Wettest Performance by a Supporting Actor. Joe Manganiello, Magic Mike, XXL. That's the Mikey I remember. Look, if you ain't ready to bring it old school this weekend, then you need to hop off this food truck right now. Why do you think I came this weekend? I don't know, man. It's been a long time, but I do know this. You better be ready to follow my ass down the rabbit hole, brother. I'm talking out of body, baby. Astral projection. Tobias, we're going to Mad Mary's. Hell yeah. (laughs) Nobody, nobody messes with the mojo on the last ride, brother. Alan Cumming, Spy Kids. There's a way you can make your day. You can laugh, you can smile, you can come and stay a while. You can dream my dream, you can have it all with me. You can dream my dream, you can dream my dream, you can dream my dream. Chris Tucker, The Fifth Element. Wither, ladies, wither. He's gonna set the world on fire. Right here from 5 to 7, you know is to know about the demon. His dream, his desire, his most intimates of intimates. And you know what I'm looking at? Intimate is this stud muffin's middle name. So tell me, my man, you nervous in the service? Hugo Weaving, The Matrix. I hate this place. This zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it, I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I've somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive. Isn't it? Song Kang Ho, Snowpiercer. Jesus. Marlboro Light? I can't believe it. Cigarettes have been extinct for more than 10 years now. I'm 
너 같은 개사가지가 담배 마신 알겠냐만. Logan Marshall Green, Prometheus, also known as X Games Mode Man. But it just so happens that that system has a son, a lot like ours. And based on our long-range scans, there seemed to be a planet. Just one planet with a moon capable of sustaining life. And we arrived there this morning. And the winner is Hugo Weaving, The Matrix. Wow, yes. Oh my God. Yeah, this is Hugo Weaving's first and only wet Oscar nomination and his first win. Hugo Weaving is known for having the angriest eyebrows in the game and for being my weird sexual crush since I was 13. It is purpose that created us, purpose that connects us, purpose that pulls us, that guides us, that drives us. It is purpose that defines purpose that binds us. We are here because of you, Mr. Anderson. We're here to take from you what you tried to take from us. Wow, Caitlin, just one of one of the greats in Hollywood and one of the wettest men I've ever seen. I mean, this is a man who, who a, a man sloops inside of his skin, bubbles up in him and then explodes out of him. Uh, yeah, now he is multiplying himself into, oh, he's, there's more, there's more of him. They're, yep. they're forming a Hugo Weaving centrifuge and they are whirling out of the studio. And I, I think that might be, that might be a, a sign that we go to our first commercial break. <laughs> the Wet Oscars is presented to you by Tom's. Are you a person in your 30s? Is your digestive system not working the way it used to? Have you entered into some kind of devil's agreement where you and your friend watch the most disgusting movies ever made for mankind? You know, just kind of on a dare, kind of for a laugh. And now, yeah, your system's just real fucked up and you don't know what to do. Uh, Tums is there. It's not effective, but it is chalky. Tums. Ineffective, but chalky. Sometimes movies are not performed using live actors. Sometimes movies aren't shot with real sets or real props or real people. Those movies are what we in the business call animated films. They are drawings that you quickly uh, flip from one to the other in succession to trick the mind into believing it is an illusion of movement. Sometimes animation is a couple of nerds putting devil's magic into computer to form the magic of CGI. But one thing we can for sure say about animation is that it is wet. It is a goopy, goopy medium and our lives have all been changed by the magical wetness of these animated features. And the nominees for Best Wet Animated Feature Film are Osmosis Jones, (laughs) 
The Secret of Nim. Ponyo. Ponyo, 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 fishy in the sea. Tiny little fishy, who could you really be? Ponyo, Ponyo, Ponyo. B-movie. James and the Giant Peach. And the winner is Osmosis Jones. Oh, oh. wow. Oh, Osmosis Jones, how are you how are you feeling tonight? Yo, you see this bad? You see this gun? You see this gooey white sacus membranous around my personhood? Whoa, <laughs> he sure has a lot of thoughts and feelings about stuff. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, I would let him inside me anytime. Absolutely. Yes. That you free ticket, Osmosis Jones. Doesn't expire. Yes. Ride my lymph nodes anytime, my friend. Some of the wettest people who work on a film set aren't even in the movie. Do you know that sometimes people deserve awards who aren't even on the camera? And those people are the people who design costumes for wet movies. They are who put clothing on the people who appear on camera to make them look like the characters they're portraying, and especially the wet characters they're portraying. Here are the nominees for wettest costume design. The Fifth Element. Accepting the award for wettest costume design for Bedazzled is the devil. Now listen, darling, I don't want to pressure you, but why don't we take a teensy little look at the contract? Don't get hung up on the language, darling. There's nothing sinister here. It's all standard boilerplate. Uh, devil, the devil, it kind of sounds like you're maybe offering us a deal while we're trying to host the wet Oscars. Is that true? Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, you oh, are incorrigible. That is, we are we are busy, but we will talk to you backstage though, because yeah. let's table this. Because I'm interested. I'm 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 not a no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing anything with my soul. So yeah, I would like to hear more. I'll say that. The Wet Oscars will be right back after this commercial break. The Wet Oscars are brought to you by Extra Tank Tylenol PM. Hey. Did you just watch The Fly and now you want to 
low-key peel your own skin off. Just take a bunch of Tylenol. <laughs> this is gonna wait. Take take two tablets of Tylenol PM. Put on uh, the Chemical Brothers second album. Go into a locked a locked room. Turn off all the lights and just dis free dissociate. <laughs> Tylenol PM. Sometimes the actors that portray characters in movies are women and we think that's adorable. Th this next category honors the wettest performances by an actress in a supporting role. Tilda Swinton, Snowpiercer. Would you wear a shoe on your head? Of course you wouldn't wear a shoe on your head. A shoe doesn't belong on your head. A shoe belongs on your foot. A hat belongs on your head. I am a hat. You are a shoe. I belong on the head. You belong on the foot. Yes, so it is. Michelle Mariana, AKA the Pincushion Lady, Halloween Town. Jada Pinkett Smith, Magic Mike XXL. Some might know him as Magic Mike. We're gonna see if he still got some magic in that mic. Hello, beautiful. You down for a little fun tonight? All right, have a seat. Carla the Googe Gugino, Spy Kids. So they kept contact. A few lunch dates, very discreet. After all, they were on different sides, so they could never be seen together. Dinner dates followed wherever their mutual travels took them. And they fell in love. And they decided that together, they would embark on the most dangerous mission of all time. What? They decided to marry. Angelica Houston, Ever After. Darling, nothing is final until you're dead. And even then, I'm sure God negotiates. And the winner is Tilda Swinton, Snowpiercer. This is Tilda Swinton's fifth and only wet Oscar nomination. She was previously nominated for fucking everything she's ever done. I didn't read a script until I already knew Bong Joon-ho um, as a friend. Um, and even before that, I was a mega fan of his work, so it went in that order. So he had me at hello, you know, he could have asked me to do anything and I would have done it. And he sent me this script and um, it was very clear when I read it that there was nothing in it for me. Um, there were only two women in the film and one of them was clearly going to have to be Octavia and uh, the other was um, uh, this wonderful uh, actress who played Claude, Jana, and I, and I knew there was nothing for me. so. We sort of agreed to talk about the future, and then a few weeks later he wrote to me and said, now look, you see Minister Mason, this described as a mild-mannered man in a suit. What do you think about that? And I said, okay, how much fun can we have? And he said, let's try me, basically. So, um, so I kind of started to play, and he, he just went with it. Oh, 
Yes, we are sponsored tonight by Wilford's Protein Blocks, and we see, yes, Tilda Swinton in a in a victory lap. She is scraping her, her two front teeth down that protein block as she eats it. Wow, truly a commitment to wetness. Truly a commitment. Oh, and right right before she leaves, look at her. Oh, she's popping a hard-boiled egg in into a couple right. of people's mouths, just popping them right in their uh. mouths. And now, oh, she has disappeared into a cloud of mist and a couple of doves have flown into the rafters and died. That's as she exits every venue. Yes. Sometimes directors need to convey images, moving images across the screen using something other than drawings or real actors. Sometimes there's sort of a combination of the two mediums in addition to computer-generated images. And they use these images to create a computer-generated feature film. Now, wet directors will use these computer-generated images usually to really tap into that uncanny valley, or they'll really use it to ratchet up the shininess and plasticness of the features of the characters in the movie. So tonight, here are the nominees for wettest use of CGI. The Mummy. The Polar Express. Prometheus. Scooby Doo. Where are you? We got some things to do now. Tonight's winner is, oh, fuck, the Polar Express. Oh, my God. Tom Hanks, no, I see him running over here. You you don't get to accept this. Uh No, 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 no. Go (laughs) over there and lose more blood. Yeah. Accepting the award on behalf of the Polar Express is Zombie Robert Zemeckis. (laughs) I'm sorry. Once they explained to me exactly what performance capture was able to do. The first question I asked was, well, if you if Tom can be the conductor and if Tom can be Santa Claus, can he also be the hero boy? And the answer was yes. I said, well, oh man, this is great. Before the year 2020, human beings like to gather and amass in buildings together to move rhythmically and enjoy one another's company sometimes imbibing beverages, usually after dark. These venues were traditionally, across culturally, called nightclubs. Now, nightclubs in wet movies can often be the pièce de résistance of the movie, the linchpin of it, that holds a wet movie together, a meeting place, a gathering, a cave for the, the character to enter and continue on their journey. Tonight's nominees for wettest nightclub in a wet movie are The Matrix Leather Club (laughs) 
Bedazzled's Devil Hot Tub Nightclub. The Zit from Osmosis Jones. Snowpiercer's Rave Car. Bloodbath Blade. And the winner is Bloodbath from Blade. Oh. Keelan, are you feeling drops? Oh, no? yeah. Wow. wow. I'm going to lick one. That is blood. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, better than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it's coming down a little bit more. All right. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, we're definitely commercial break, commercial break. Yeah, we're about to be eaten, and I'm going to enjoy it. So bye. Yeah. The Wet Oscars is presented by... Coles. Are you a Mormon vampire? Do you have very specific very specific tastes when it comes to women and sexuality? Do you want to make sure that you're not going to get into any funny business before you're married? We've got the ankle-length khaki skirts that your girlfriend can wear to any hot date night, whether that's hanging out in your weird modern modern architecture house with your very strange incestuous family or, you know, just fucking scampering over the treetops of Seattle or taking her out to eat one time. We've got the floor-length khaki skirts for her to wear and for you to ogle. <laughs> Often, an artist will string together sounds and notes in groupings that make measures. And these groupings of measures form a song that then becomes the theme of a motion picture. Um, <laughs> here are the nominees for Best Wet Song. Pony, Magic Mike, XXL. The Other Side, The Greatest Showman. Ponyo on the Cliff by the Sea. The Divas Aria, The Fifth Element. Eating the Peach, James and the Giant Peach. The theme from The Blob. Beware the Blob. The blob it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. Like through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a splotch, be careful of the blob. And the winner is... 
the other side, the greatest showman. Oh wow, I I am I am awestruck right now. Uh, accepting the award is another one of history's greatest showmen, uh, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Hello, everyone. I'm Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes, I am the mind that brought you such little ditties as Skimbleshanks, the railroad cat. Look at me, I'm very wet. Yes, so excited to be here. I am Andrew Lloyd Webber. I, of course, made that delicious little Jesus musical uh, that pissed off all religious groups equally. So I'm very excited about that and salivating at this very moment. Yes, I'm choosing this. Anytime there's a, a music, musical honored in Hollywood, I buy just sheer pure will alone get to accept the award for it and i'm very excited and also never forget that i voted against uh social programs in the uk <laughs> because i'm very rich and i hate poor people all right i'm going to go uh throw this at a wall and uh and then just you know lick a piano that's my method Skimbleshanks, he's a cat. He likes it. In film, there are characters who say lines. Usually those lines are said back and forth, with them taking turns, speaking when it's their time to talk. But sometimes the camera zooms in on them and they speak words for a long time in what we in the business call a speech. Some of the wettest, wettest moments in the films honored tonight have been centered around a speech. A speech that interpolates the wet thesis of the film, that pleads with a character from a place of wetness, that illuminates the journey that that character is on. The nominees for wettest speech in a wet film are... The Plasma Pool Speech, The Fly. Seth, you have to listen to me. You're afraid to dive into the plasma pool, aren't you? You're afraid to be destroyed and recreated, aren't you? I bet you think that you woke me up about the flesh, don't you? But you only know society's straight line about the flesh. You can't penetrate beyond society's sick, grave fear of the flesh. Drink deep or taste not the plasma spring. See what I'm saying? I'm not just talking about sex and penetration. I'm talking about penetration beyond the veil of the flesh. A deep, penetrating dive into the plasma pool. The touch speech, bedazzled. The physiology of touch. Just below your epidermis, concentrated in your fingertips, palms of your hands, soles of your feet, clitoris, nipples, penis, lips, tongue, Thousands and thousands of tiny little Meissner's corpuscles, all deliciously sensitive to even the slightest caress. Sending all those tiny little endorphin-producing pleasure messages to the hypothalamus. Shaggy's breakup speech, Scooby-Doo. Hey, you guys, look. I know I'm just the dude that carries the bags, but it seems to me we all play an important part in this group. I mean, we're just like a big, delicious banana split. Fred, you're the big banana. 
Daphne, you're the pastrami and bubblegum flavored ice cream. And Velma, you're the sweet and sour mustard sauce that goes on top. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It's cool. Babies taste real good speech. Snowpiercer. It's a thousand people in an iron box. No food, no water. After a month, we ate the week. You know what I hate about myself? I know what people taste like. I know that babies taste best. I speak for the bees. Bee movie. Is this what nature intended for us? To be forcibly addicted to these smoke machines and man-made wooden slat work camps? Living out our lives as honey slaves to the white man? What are we gonna do? He's playing the species card. Ladies and gentlemen, please, free these bees. And the winner is the plasma pool speech, the fly. Yeah, accepting for wettest speech is Jeff Goldberg. If anything is uh, attractive, at least for me, it's somebody who is passionate and interested in uh, something and focused on something and mm, has some uh, brain power too. And that character is supposed to be kind of smarty pants. So, you know, maybe that was uh, attractive. And then, of course, once I get um, uh, mashed up with the fly DNA, I'm given to great power, volatile uh, storm, storms, and um, a, a sexuality, a, a fevered, uh, unquenchable sexuality. <laughs> oh, Jeff, he, you never know what he's going to say. <laughs> Oh, and he is, yep, he is feeding a eight-ounce ribeye steak to that 1980s computer. And, yep, it's accepting it. And it's, yep, it's discovering what the secret intrinsic nature of all of us is from that. Wow. Wow. He that really, is the flesh. He really taught that computer the way of the flesh. Stay tuned. The Wet Oscars will be right back. The Wet Oscars is presented by your aunt's opinion on Sam Elliott. Do you have an aunt? Are you struggling to understand what makes her tick? What she's looking for in life? What really would fulfill her? <laughs> well, guess what it is. It's Sam Elliott in the 1989 movie Roadhouse. No, not Patrick Swayze, although he is a snack in that. It's Sam Elliott. It's blue jean, no underwear wearing, just sweaty, grimy, long-haired Sam Elliott, just show showing up and having winter soldier sexual tension with every character. You're like, hey, I didn't know the movie The Roadhouse has a threesome in it, but that's clearly where this is going. It's not, but your aunt will still appreciate it. Sam Elliott in the movie Roadhouse. Show it to your aunt. Brought to you by Halliburton. <laughs> Hi, folks. What, a, what an entertaining, magical night it's been so far. 
Now, the next few awards, we will ask you to put your fucking children to bed because this show, it's after dark, it's after 10 p.m., it's about to get a little raunchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about some pretty horny stuff in the next few awards, so strap in and get a big old dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Get a big old dildo because we're not giving these next three award winners an Oscar. We're giving them a big old dildo that's still in the shape of an Oscar covered in slime. A himbo is a title that is not bestowed lightly upon a recipient. A himbo is a stock character in stories from the beginning of time. Hercules, Menelaus, (laughs) Beowulf, Doctor Strange. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Strange. Himbos as an archetype have reverberated through our culture since we first began recording stories. Himbos are dumb, sweet, and most importantly, just flat out sexy, sexy men. The nominees for Wettest Himbo in a feature film are Channing Tatum, Magic Mike XXL. Ashton Kutcher, Dude, Where's My Car? Freddie Prince Jr., Scooby-Doo. Antonio Banderas, Spy Kids. Brendan Fraser, The Mummy. James Marsden, The Box. Francis Gonzalez, Jorge, Damn Sharks. Keanu Reeves, The Matrix. And the winner is James Marsden, The Box. Wow. Oh, this is James Marsden's only award. <laughs> only award. Even though he's a sweet and talented man, and Hollywood should give him more of a chance. Oh, James Marsden. Okay, he is. All right. He's having some trouble with the stairs, but he is. He is doing some. NASA calculations (laughs) on the back of a napkin as he tries to get up the stairs. Great, buddy. Yep. Yep. Well, we're going to send that application into NASA. No problem. Oh, boy. 
he's, oh, hey, nope, that's not what this podium's for. He's trying to just press, he's just pressing on the podium. He just thinks if something's shaped like a box, you can, <laughs> he's just, he's just going to try to press a button. Oh, man. Oh, bless his heart. He'll tucker, he'll tucker himself out and then he'll, he'll get bored and walk away. Okay. Characters in feature films often are attracted to other characters in feature films. They'll have a few scenes together where they get to know each other better, and each of them will start to have a tingly feeling inside their tum-tums, and that tingling feeling grows, and they want to be together more and start mashing their mouths together. <laughs> and then they start mashing their mouths together so much that they want to start to mash together their bits. <laughs> so those scenes where they mash their bits together... That's what we're talking about tonight. Here are the nominees for horniest wet moment in a feature film. Big Dick Richie Gas Station Dance. Magic Mike XXL. How much for the Cheetos and water? Blade and Karen vampire feeding scene. Blade. Makeout scene. Dude, where's my car? You have 20 seconds. No, man. No, 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 I tried. No, man. Who's that? Some woman. Claims to be Corbin's mother. Well, give it here. Mrs. Dallas, this is the president. On behalf of the Federation, I would like to thank oh, you. please. That doesn't even sound like him. The president's an idiot, and you don't sound like an idiot. If you don't want to talk to your mother, just avoid me like usual, huh? I'll just throw myself in traffic. I'll just saran wrap myself in the bed and pretend I'm Giant alien lady. Dude, where's my car? Wow, morphing is cool. Whoa, that is one super hot giant alien. I'm a librarian, the mummy. Oh, look, I, I may not be an explorer, or, or an adventurer, or a treasure seeker, or a gunfighter, Mr. O'Connell. But I am proud of what I am. And what is that? I am a librarian. Miss Spider, James and the Giant. 
You little maggot, have you never seen the moon gliding across the western sky? A dead oak tree by the waterside, putrid vapors rising. The winner is Blade and Karen Vampire Feeding Seed. Blade. That's a good one. That's so exciting. Accepting the award tonight is legendary vampire hunter, Blade. You gave Frost a message for me. You tell him it's open season on all suckheads. Oh, Blade is now getting on a motorcycle. And yep, he has crashed through the side of the wet Dolby Theater. And uh, he is declaring war on all suckheads. I love you, Blade. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us safe, Blade. In cinema... There's a lot of stuff. Sometimes scenes are filled with ephemera, set pieces, props, dialogue, character moments. But sometimes there is a lack of stuff, a dearth, a gaping, penetrable, (laughs) howling hole. Whether that's a literal hole in the movie or a hole within the plot structure, or a hole in the characters or the theme itself. Tonight, we present the nominees for wettest hole in a feature film. The belly button hole, The Matrix. All of Osmosis Jones, Osmosis Jones. Capitalism. Magic Mike All I XXX. Do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. A hole no ovation so can ever fill. The greatest showman. Engineer Stigmata. Prometheus. Just think of all the ways that you can decorate a hole. Thumbelina. Take my advice. I'll bring the rice. And the winner is the belly button hole, the Matrix. Accepting the award tonight is Keanu Reeves' belly buttons. Mom, yeah, I was just, oh, hey, I'm Keanu Reeves' belly button. I was just really actually just pissed off when they sucked that, when they sucked that little, that little, um, mechanical bug out of me. Because I was like, I, I, I was, I was like, had a little buddy in there. And I was like, I was, it was like a really good time for me in my life. And I, I was actually like really, it was actually like really rude when, 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 you, when she sucked the thing out of me. So, um, so I, I feel like I really deserve this award as, as, as recompense for that. So, <laughs> thank you. Wow, disgusting. <laughs> the Weta Oscars are presented by... Are you a Hollywood director looking to elevate your film from simply a movie where you film a kid for 18 years for some reason? May I introduce to you Ethan Hawke's Lip Quivering. 
Yes, he did it in Boyhood. Sure, he did it in those sunset, before sunset, after sunset, during some, the night, I assume, during the day. He did it in those movies. Heck, he's just been doing it forever. He'll bring to your film the Ethan Hawke guarantee. If my lips are quivering, don't come a shivering. All right, now we return to our normal not horny awards. You can wake your children back up now. Often the message of a movie is clear. The director has conveyed a theme and a narrative to you. But sometimes there are deeper mysteries and explanations for things that are uncovered during the course of the podcast. So tonight we examine the wettest conspiracy theories come up with by the hosts or a guest on the podcast. Here are the nominees for wettest conspiracy theory. The mom from Halloween Town is worried that her daughter might try to rip out her liver. Halloween Town. Puss in Boots defected to Team Shrek because he bonded with him through skin-to-skin contact. Shrek 2. France isn't real. They just put you in an airplane, fly you around, and bring you to the same place. Wild Mountain Time. Wild Mountain Time is in the same universe as B-Movie. Wild Mountain Time. And B-Movie. The boxcar hobo from the Polar Express is actually Jesus Christ. The Polar Express. Snowpiercer is the Polar Express. So Snowpiercer and the Polar Express. And the winner for Wettest Conspiracy Theory is... Wow, Puss in Boots defected the team Shrek because of skin-to-skin contact. Accepting the award is Bailey once again here to remind us how important that skin-to-skin contact is. I think maybe there was a little bit of that, like, you know when, uh, like, a mom first has a baby and they're, like, skin-to-skin contact for bonding? <laughs> like, I feel like accidentally there's some skin-to-skin... Sophie skin. loves this. This is, this is right in Sophie's wheelhouse. <laughs> there's some of that bonding. Oh so then he bursts out of that shirt and he's like, oh, man, like, <laughs> I can't kill Shrek because, one, now there's, like, I feel this nurturing like bond with him that I can't explain and the serotonin is flowing. And then two, I'm also secretly like kind of DTF track. Sometimes movies like La La Land are not about much at all. Other movies are about too much. I'm looking at you, The Godfather Part 3. Wet movies often have films that are equally as wet. That wetness radiates through the theme of the movie, whether that theme is a bunch of workers unionizing in a sweaty, sweaty mine, or the treacherous nature of greed, as exemplified by whatever wet thing was going on with Gollum. (laughs) Tonight's nominees for wettest theme in a feature film are... We are always decaying. The Fly. 
No theme whatsoever. The fifth element. Engineer Jesus died for our sins. Prometheus. Feminism must be accompanied by a robust analysis of private property, systemic inequality, etc. ever after. Capitalism is like a train, man. Snowpiercer. Listen to your gizzard, the owls of Gahul. And the winner is no, no, no theme whatsoever. The fifth element. Accepting the word for the fifth element is nothing. Good. All right. So yeah. I'll read the thing. <laughs> Use that verb. <laughs> that was fantastic. What material. If we think of a narrative, we have a beginning we have rising action, we have a climax, and then we have falling action, and we have resolution. Interspersed to tell that story are separate scenes in which characters interact with one another, and part of the story is told. You can often refer to specific moments of a film by pointing out which scene it was in. So, Exemplifying the most criteria for our definition of wetness, here are tonight's nominees for wettest scene. Donut spit up scene, the fly. <laughs> That's disgusting. Blood god scene, blade. Med pod scene, Prometheus. Surgical procedure. Cockroach deliciousness scene, Snowpiercer. So that's how it's made. Ooh, still hot. Wow, look at them all. And you do some nice bird. That's right, man. There's your food. There's your protein block. <gasps> Basketball sweat scene. The dazzle. Oh man, you know, you just gotta play one game at a time and go out there and give 110% and uh, you just gotta show you want it more than they do when chips fall where they may. Thank you very much. Uh, back to you, Jerry and Dan. All right! 
Diablos! Number one! Yeah! Zip pop scene, Osmosis Gems. And the winner for wettest scene in a feature film is no surprises here. Donut spit up scene, the fly. Accepting tonight's award for wettest scene is the donut from the fly. Hey everybody, I'm a glazed donut from 1986. I'm I'm pretty. I'm sweating a lot. I, I'm I'm pretty stale. Yeah, when uh when Jeff Goldblum spit up on me as he was turning into a fly in 1986. I was like, oh, brother, this this is really not not what I got into show business for. However, it seems David Cronenberg really liked my work. The people really liked my work. And I really, I think I, uh, I want to thank my ma and pa. I want to thank uh, the baker who baked me. I want to thank the glazer who glazed me. I want to thank, uh, I don't want to thank Jeff Goldblum. Uh, he was not very nice to me on set. Uh, but I do want to, I do want to thank David Cronenberg for giving me the secret to eternal life. That was cool. And giving me a consciousness less cool. Wish I could take it back, but hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. And, uh, uh, I'm the king of the world! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That, what a big night for him. That is, oh, uh, this, uh, this, he's going to remember this for the rest of his life. I, yeah. you love to see, you love to see good people win, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love, uh, this is the part of the night where we become sports commentators. <laughs> They do that. They do do that sometimes in the Oscars, but <laughs> yeah. yep. Oh, and it looks like oh, Kate Winslet. Oh, she's leaning in to whisper a little secret into the glazed donut's ear. Oh, well, looks like someone's going home with Kate Winslet, <laughs> and it's a glazed donut that was spat up upon in 1986. She just goes home with anybody who says they're the king of the world. Yeah, she's still not over Titanic. Oh. This is one of the most sexist award shows. <laughs> it really is. We're going to get complaints. Yeah. In Hollywood, there are films that fill us with delight, that transport us to a magical world, that make us believe in our dreams and remind us of our childhood. Then there are films which we in the business consider to be total pieces of shit. Yeah, just garbage trash can fires of movies that have nothing redeeming about them, make us worse for having watched them, and have taken with them a little piece of our souls. Tonight's nominees for worst wet picture are The Polar Express. Thumbelina. The Blob. 
slides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a splash, be careful of the ball. The greatest show. The Mask. And the winner is the Polar Express. Accepting the worst web picture movie is a 5,000 strong army of Tom Hanks's. <laughs> One thing about trains. Whoa. We could do it because we wanted to imprint our characters in a different way. We did it instantaneous. Wow, Caitlin, that was a cacophony. Wow, they just, they all just ran across the stage in in, in a swarm, and the the award disappeared from the podium, and the swarm of Tom Hanks's just buzzed away and and it's gone now, so they've accepted it. <laughs> Stay tuned. The Wet Oscars will be right back. The Wet Oscars are presented by the Association for People Who Fucking Hate the Movie Boyhood. <laughs> Hi! Did you hate the 2014 movie? I don't even care if it came out in 2014. Did you hate that fucking movie where Richard Linklater just filmed a fucking kid for, for 18 years? For like... 10 years. No one asked you to do that, man. Yeah, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Folks, the next award is a category that I have not told my co-host about, and I've gone rogue. <laughs> Presenting the nominees for the wildest revelations about Caitlyn that have emerged from this podcast. <laughs> Caitlin loves bogs. Caitlin's favorite scene in Prometheus is the med pod alien abortion scene. <laughs> Caitlin saying, one of my favorite movies is Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Kaylin thinks the belly button is a hole. <laughs> Wanting a cloaca for the efficiency of one hole for everything. <laughs> and finally, Caitlin is looking forward to eating the cockroach protein bar from Snowpiercer in our dystopian future. Wow. I don't know how you're going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of those equally. So this is a hard, hard decision for me. But honestly, it has to go to uh, when you thought that the belly button was a hole. My soul left my body and I had to think to myself, how do I explain to my friend that you can't poke your belly button into, your, into the inside of you? I hope you don't feel bullied. No, I really loved this. Uh, I, I, I have to say, I want to thank my belly button. 
<laughs> for, you know, being my muse. I want to thank, you know, I want to thank it for healing after the times that I tried to prove, <laughs> I tried to prove my theory. <laughs> and yeah, I really just want to thank, uh, I want to thank the Wachowskis for just giving me that idea in my head and for that uh, little nanobot getting sucked out of the belly button scene really had a formative impact on little Caitlin. <laughs> All right. We're not fucking around. No These more. These are the big awards. This is what you all came here for. Go wake up everyone in your family who went to sleep earlier. The kids, the everybody fell asleep. This is what you all came here for. God. Okay. A story told visually with a singular theme and aesthetic is a feat that not a lot of people can pull off. The person at the helm of a feature film is the person who films it. <laughs> they, ha they have an idea for how it needs to get edited together. They don't physically do a lot of these things, but they're the one that has to know all the things that have to get done. And this person is the director of the film. Tonight's nominees for wettest director are... Robert Rodriguez, Spy Kids. Hayao Miyazaki, David Cronenberg, The Fly. Lana and Lily Wachowski, The Matrix. Bong Joon-ho, Snowpiercer. George Miller, Mad Max Fury Road. And the award for Wettest Director goes to The Wachowskis, The Matrix. Accepting this award is Lily Wachowski. I'm glad that people are talking about the movies, um, the Matrix movies, uh, with a trans narrative. I love that, so, uh, the, how, um, how meaningful those films are to trans people and the way that they come up to me and say this these movies saved my life because when you talk about transformation specifically in the world of science fiction which is just about imagination it's like and world building and like the idea of the seemingly impossible becoming possible I think is like that's why it speaks to them so much and um, I'm grateful that I can be a part, throwing them a rope to help them along their journey. Listen, folks, we all know that men can't act, but every year we like to give them a little treat and make them think that they can. 
And that's true at the real Oscars <laughs> and at the wet Oscars. The nominees for wettest performance by a lead actor in a feature film are Matthew Lillard, Scooby Doo. Talk about toasted. <laughs> Man, the only thing I like better than an eggplant burger is a chocolate covered eggplant burger. With hot sauce. <laughs> Just another beautiful day in paradise. Jeff Goldblum, The Fly. Have you ever heard of insect politics? Neither have I. Insects don't have politics. They're very brutal. No compassion. No compromise. We can't trust the insect. I'd like to become the first insect politician. Wesley Snipes, Blade. You have a lot of love for him, don't you? We have a good arrangement. He makes the weapons. I use them. DeGray Scott, Ever After. I'm afraid, mademoiselle, that you are a walking contradiction, and I find that rather fascinating. Me? Yes, you. You spout the ideals of a utopian society, and yet you live the life of a courtier. And you own all the land there is, and yet you take no pride in working it. Is that not also a contradiction? Well, first I'm arrogant, and now I have no pride. However do I manage that? Chris Rock, Osmosis Jones. Well, well, well. What do we have yeah, somebody been working out. Leah, you looking fine. Mighty fine. Oh, Jones. Did they have to assign you to this? Spit. Wasn't my idea, but now I'm starting to like it. Baby, when are you and me gonna hook up? I know this little spot right behind the eye has the perfect view. Perfect for a little rendezvous between me and you. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Because I've been saying it a long time. Tom Hardy, Venom. Sorry, yeah, sir, yeah, yeah, sir. yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh my God, Eddie, what are you doing here? Oh, no, 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 I have to tell you something. No, no, you told me you were here. You're the only person that I trust. Are you drunk? No, I broke into the Life Foundation. You did what? I I think I may have been infected. Eddie, you look like you're in a bad way. I am in a bad way. Eddie, Jesus! This is dead. Dead. Eddie, sit down. And the award for wettest performance by a lead actor goes to Matthew Lillard, Scooby-Doo. Oh, I'm also being told by our producers that on top of the wet Oscar for uh, wettest performance by a lead actor, he is also getting a Lifetime Achievement Award for just fucking knocking it out of the park in every wet role he's ever been in. And accepting it is Matthew Lillard. It's almost on cue. Silent but deadly. <laughs> I just farted in this room. I didn't, actually. I didn't fart. I wish I could. Um, it's the magic of movies, but every day I ate beans for 12 hours in a row. Like, 12 hours of eating beans. They force-fed me so that I could fart on cue. The best part of any film ever is the woman. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Here are the nominees for Wettest Performance by a Lead Actress. 
Elizabeth Hurley, The Dazzle. Oh, come on, baby. Come and sit down. I know this has all been horribly overwhelming for you. Can I ask you a question? Sure you can. You can ask me anything you like, as long as you don't ask me if there's a god. I get that one all the time. It drives me absolutely bonkers. Yes, there's a god. Really? Uh, well, what's he like? You know, you'd think that meeting the devil would be interesting enough, but no. All people want to know about is him. Like, he's so bloody fascinating. Mimi Rapace, Prometheus. Can you run a stem line into the Locus Ceruleus? I, I think we can trick the nervous system into thinking it's still alive. 30 amps. Okay. No more. Let me make an incision. Go up, 40. Okay, 40 up. <gasps> Did you see that? Yes. Yep, see? Go up another 10. Okay, up 10. <gasps> Maybe Size. it's a little bit too, too much. Go down, <laughs> 10. Okay. Rachel Weiss, the mummy. Oh, look, I, I may not be an explorer, or, or an adventurer, or a treasure seeker, or a gunfighter, Mr. O'Connell. But I am proud of what I am. And what is that? I am a librarian. Cameron Diaz, The Box. Are you for real? Drew Barrymore, Ever After. Is that what I am? Your problem? I have done everything you've ever asked me to do and still you've denied me the only thing I ever wanted. What was that? What do you think? You are the only mother I have ever known. Was there a time, even in its smallest measurement, that you loved me at all? And the winner for wettest performance by a lead actress in a feature film is Elizabeth Hurley, Bedazzled. Yeah, um, Elizabeth, if you actually want to come back out, remember, remember we said we wanted to talk to you about uh, about a deal you had for us. Yeah, you, you just, why don't you just use your time now? Do you just want to? Yeah, like tell us about it. Paragraph one states that I, the devil, a not-for-profit corporation with offices in Purgatory Hell in Los Angeles, will give you seven wishes to use as you see fit. Seven? Why not eight? Why not six? I don't know. Seven just sounds right. Paragraph two outlines the manner in which you'll pay for the aforementioned wishes. What? Are you kidding? I have to give you my soul? After you've had your wishes, of course. But it's my soul! I can't give you my soul! What are you, James Brown? Yeah, that sounds good. I have literally nothing going on in my life. So I, you can have my soul. You can have anything, really anything from me. Yeah, same here. I, yeah. We can do a twofer. I'm at this point, after after the year we've had, you know, I'm all in. I, I got, yeah. you know, I'll try anything once. <laughs> <laughs> the wet Oscars are brought to you by, hey, you know, the movie Boyhood? I wish it hadn't. <laughs> I wish you didn't. I wish you didn't, Hood. All right. 
Sometimes characters in movies are nice, like Pennywise in some of the scenes in It. Sometimes villains are not so nice, like most of the scenes in the movie It. Villains can elevate a movie and its wetness from a low-level sponginess to critical levels of wetness. A, a villain can bring, bring the cast together and spur on the wet action and lend an aura, an aura of pure sweatiness to any film. The nominees for wettest villain in a future film are... Deacon Frost, Blade. I'll tell you what we are, sister. We're the top of the fucking food chain. The blood god's coming, and after tonight, you people are fucking history. He's a hurricane. An act of God. Anyone caught in his path will instantly be turned. Everyone you've ever known. Everyone you've ever fucking loved. It won't matter who's pure blood and who's not. How are you gonna cure the whole fucking world? Scrappy Doo, Scooby Doo. I shall absolve. Happy power! I'm outsmarting. Scrappy Doo. Correction. The new improved Scrappy. Ah, because I, Scrappy Dappy Doo, have absorbed enough energy to. Ow! To rule the world with my all powerful army! The horror of human mortality. The fly. You know, I, I just don't think I've ever given me a chance to be me. But. Of course, interestingly, at the exact same moment that I uh, achieved what will probably prove to be my life's work, that's the moment when I started being the real me, finally. So, uh, listen, uh, not to wax messianic, but uh, it may be true that the synchronicity of those two... Tom Hanks, The Polar Express. So, um, by way of sort of like Bob's insistence and, and my coming to uh, an understanding of, of the reasons why to do it, uh, yeah, I end up... I'm the boy himself. Immortan Joe, Mad Max Fury Road. Once again, we send off my war rig to bring back gasoline from Cast Town and bullets from the bullet farm. Once again, I salute my Imperator Furiosa, and I salute my Half-Life War Boys who will ride with me eternal on the highways of Valhalla. I am your Redeemer. It is by my hand you will rise from the ashes of this world. Thrax, Osmosis Jones. You know what, Jones? You want this chain so bad? Big Daddy Thrax is gonna let you have it. Looks good on you, Jones. You wear it well. It's a shame you had to come this far from home just to die. Imhotep, the mummy. And the Oscar for Wettest Villain goes to Scrappy-Doo, Scooby-Doo. Accepting the award for Scrappy-Doo is... 16th century <laughs> is 16th century painter, German painter and printmaker Hans Holbein the Younger. Or is it Hans Holbein the Younger?
Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, this is, is the most illustrious thing I've ever been involved in. I love to just draw scary, spooky things like skeletons and, and baby skulls and having old men holding a baby skull next to a skeleton. It is my favorite thing. Oh, this is so wonderful to have me here today. I just, <laughs> I just love being able to think about a Scrappy-Doo monster tiny monster tiny scrappy do inside of uh, inside of a robot man inside of a rowan atkinson meat meat robe that he wears over his robot body oh this is wonderful i'm going to go paint scrappy do right now thank you oh it looks like him and Werner herzog have gone skipping off into the sunset Wow, there's a sunset in this theater with clouds and rainbows. They're off to do some sick shit together. As some of you may know, there's been an invisible force behind each episode of Is It Wet? And we really could not pull off these episodes. It would not feel the same. We, it wouldn't have the wet, goopy magic that it has without the assistance of someone who we would like to give an award to now. We would like to give an award to the best boy. And tonight's Oscar for best boy goes to Chris Restaino. Chris, you make jingles for everything that we throw at you. We sing, and by we, I mean me. I sing nonsense week after week and <laughs> just ask you to just make my every whim come true with the music behind it. And it is just stunning. It, it excites us. It, it uh, injects an energy and a life into the episodes. And if, certainly for me editing, it makes me really excited about it. And we just really want to thank you so much for all your hard work that you do. And for composing tonight's Oscar intro song as well. How, folks, wow. how good was that? What a professional. Oh, yeah. He did that just for us, for these wet Oscars. And please accept this award on your behalf, <laughs> Chris, for best boy. Oh, boy. It's that time, Caitlin. Uh. It's that time. We've reached... The point of the night that everyone's been looking forward to, that really we've reached the climax of the evening. The nominees for Best Wet Picture are A Scientist and a Science Journalist Fall in Love and Discover the Ways of the Flesh However, after a drunken night with a monkey and a teleportation machine, things get a little too kooky, and he ends up discovering that really life sometimes doesn't find a way sometimes you die sometimes you turn into a fucking fly and it's bleak this is the fly a homebody furniture maker is suddenly interrupted by a cast of characters from his past who scoop him up and take him on a whirlwind adventure down memory lane, down roads of emotional vulnerability with each other, and ultimately reach the destination 
of sweet, sweet dance moves. This is Magic Mike XXL. What if this was all, you know, like a simulation? What if we were inside of a computer? What if like none of this is real and I, everything just is beep boop? It's not just a Elon Musk tweet at 3 a.m. This is The Matrix. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. This is the refrain of a man on a mission of deadly import. He hunts that which he is himself. He finds a mentor, he finds love, he finds the blood god. This is Blade. 2031. It's not just the year I'll turn 41 and thus be useless to society. It's also the year in which a lovable but hardened ragtag group of survivors make their way from one end of the train where they are oppressed and kept in the dark to the front of the train where rich people just like to eat sushi and take MDMA while wearing fur coats. Hmm. Luckily, this movie says nothing about the current global economic system we live under and is just a pretty train movie. <laughs> this is Snowpiercer. Who controls the water? Who controls the guzzling? Who destroyed the world? These are the questions that one man must ask as he travels across a deadly desert and be and and back again. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I didn't know we did the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Who travels across the desert and back again with the most badass team of women who you will ever see. Who destroyed the world? Uh, it fucking wasn't them, that's for sure. <laughs> so, this is Mad Max Fury Road. And here it is, folks. The winner for best wet picture goes to Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Oh. Accepting the award tonight is Bung Joon Ho. It's a very strange idea that all the human survivors remain in the learning train, yeah, and also the rich people in the front. The poor people in the tail section. This is a very interesting idea that is it's a story from the mid-80s, and it had such universal and eternal themes as long as we lived in a capitalist society. But 
But the concept of the train that rides for one year and goes around to end up in the same starting point, uh, those kind of details I added myself and they're new, but the basic setting and the basic premise was really a truly great one and that's a really kind of an uh, inspirational sort of premise. Wow, Director Barn is just truly a gift to all of us who watch movies. One of the wettest men out there, mm-hmm. just one of the wettest minds of his generation, truly. Oh, well, what an evening this has been. And now the confetti is coming down. And by confetti, of course, we mean slime. I see you over there, Mark. I see you pulling that shoot. Oh, I see you pulling oh. the slime lever. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Oh, man. So we are covered here in the wet Dolby Theater. We are all just soaking wet, covered in the slime. You can eat it. You can, you can, it is actually edible. It's not that bad. Mm -hmm. It tastes kind of Mm -hmm. like applesauce. Yes. It also is a contact solution. (laughs) Not everyone knows that. Not everybody knows that. So you can actually (laughs) use it to make slime. You can use it to make more. <laughs> you use contact exactly. solution. That's why. That's why we put contact solution in slime so that we can still use it as contact solution, yeah. and so it can make endless amounts. It of slime. makes more slime. It's like scoby. It's like when you're making uh when you're making kombucha, it just makes more and more of itself. Wow, just truly, truly unforgettable. Oh wow, director Bong Joon Ho is making his real Oscar and his wet Oscar kiss under a waterfall of green slime. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for truly, truly giving us just an iconic moment to remember this night. How do we end this? They, it always ends really abruptly. Oh yeah. They're just like, like, oh fucks. Thank you everyone. That's been us. Thank you everyone. Good night. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to do an ad right now. I feel inspired. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is brought to you by TubeFucking. If it's good enough for for Lilo and Dallas, it's good enough for you, assholes. Bye.